Hello, happy holidays to everybody out there in Yellow Jacket Nation from us at From the Rumble Seat. Jack is here. Uh, we're going to run this interview we did with Michelle Collier a couple weeks ago. We were planning on doing some sort of volleyball recap thing, and it just didn't pan out like we would have wanted to. But we at least got the audio, so we want to make sure that gets out to y'all. Um, we recap a good bit of the season, um, just kind of the narrative and all the stuff that she's looking forward to going into next year. Um, as long as, as well as talking about the departures of Julia Bergman, Breland uh, Morissette, and others. Uh, so thanks for listening. If you have been listening this year, um, we the, the podcast itself has grown a lot uh, in terms of listenership over the last few months, um, especially once with with football comes a little bit added uh, added response. But you know that's just part of the game. Um, so uh, while y'all are out there, just please make sure you're staying safe and doing all the things you need to do to keep yourselves warm uh, with the bomb cyclone coming in. Uh, but regardless, thanks a ton for being Yellow Jackets with us, cheering along our guys. Um, it was a really good year on the flats, I would say, all things considered. I mean, I know football wasn't uh, – it was a, quite a bumpy road, but, I mean, all women's teams in the 2021-2022 cycle made the NCAA postseason. Women's tennis made it for the 22nd straight year. Volleyball, well, while still a second-round exit, had one of its best seasons of all time in program history. Uh, women's basketball had a really good good season, even though with, even though with the first-round loss. Um, swimming is getting better by day. Um, Andres Martin's killing it on the men's tennis side. Um, and just all things considered, especially in academically, the school is healthier than ever and growing significantly. Um, and so the, the, the future of Georgia Tech is very bright, I would say at the very least. Um, and the athletics are part of it. And hopefully, um, under this new J bat regime, if you want to put it that way, um, the, the, the pastures will be greener for everybody involved. So, with that, let's move on to our interview with Michelle Collier. All right, welcome to the portion of this episode with head coach Michelle Collier of Georgia Tech Volleyball. Uh, a, thanks for coming in. I guess not under the greatest of circumstances considering the tournament's still going on, but at least, hey, glad we get a chance to talk to you. No, no problem. Glad to be here. I'll be talking about Georgia Tech Volleyball with you. So I, I forgot. I know we talked preseason. Um in terms of just season goals, we'll just start there. Did you accomplish them? Was there any left on the table beyond just not winning the, the final game y'all would have wanted to win? Yeah, no. I mean, I think our goal was to go as far as we could, really maximize our opportunities. Um, and I think we did that. I think that we, you know, we we kind of start the season off a great year last year, and there was a lot of comparison and expectations and things about what the team did last year. But I felt like this team uh, really was able to work hard and try to develop their identity, uh, their strengths and weaknesses. And and I really feel like we, you know, we left it all out there. We kept trying to find ways to get better, um, to compete at a higher level. We put ourselves in some great opportunities to to win some great matches, and mm-hmm. we, you know, there were a few of them that we couldn't out on top of it but overall just really proud of, of our development as a program and and what we have been able to do um you know over the last four to five years here uh just really exciting and then to get ourselves back in the tournament to make it to the second round to you know being an opportunity to win um that next match as well against anybody that we played i mean that that speaks a lot to the things that we're doing here and how our players are working hard and, and really put putting themselves in a in a high level to compete, you know, with anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. I want to go through the season. Like I, I kind of I found there's about four or five chunks that made sense to divide it up, and so I'll just start with the beginning. I yeah. remember I sat down. I was like, "Oh, great! First game of the year. Is that my dad's brewery?" I was like, "All right, I'm tuned in to my computer." And then the first set just goes straight downhill. Um, th- <laughs> what 
does losing the first set of the season like have a unique feeling just to know that y'all absolutely had the, the talent to come out very strong and then it just for whatever reason the parts didn't mix immediately of course you win that match so it was all nice at the end but does at that very those first five minutes how did that feel uh, I think there was a there were a lot of things. I mean, I think we were prepared to compete, um, you know, but I think that Old Miss was doing some things that we just weren't responding well, um, you know. And so I think that from an execution standpoint, I think that we were they were playing fast and we were a little paralyzed by their speed and and didn't really respond at a level that we needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just again, it's it's part of competition and you know the good thing is we get four more after that first one and and we get a chance to redo it and redo it and fix it um so i think it was just just a general a team playing really well our team not executing at the level but not a lack of preparation maybe a little bit of nerves in the beginning of the season um i know bella you know is her first time running and kind of being in that position and and so there there could have been a little bit of of nerves that played in in place there but but not a lack of preparation or you know not being ready to compete um feel like it was just one of those that we just had to work ourselves into yep. you know a way out of it um as hard as it was to go through it i felt like it was it really kind of you know put us in a good position moving forward as well may as well have the, the, the later yeah i know yeah i was to say like you may as well get have the have the blemish as soon as possible before it's yeah. too late on the on the actual record book and then the non-conference schedule, y'all went seven and two, which I, I forgot. I think y'all, I think you had said at least five hundred was your goal before yes. the season. So obviously that was that was good. Um, and then I, I was at the Ohio State game. That clearly was its own kind of animal, it seemed, compared to the rest of those games. Um, even the yeah. Arkansas loss. So I mean, between it, not to focus just on the losses, but I guess what 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 in hindsight looks like something to take away from. Okay, you're facing a really really good team in Ohio State who's playing right now and playing well against Minnesota and then the Arkansas game, which yes, on the road, I, I mean, we talked about trap games. I, I calling mm-hmm. it a trap game gives it too much credit maybe, but just like despite performing above expectations record wise, what was something that, what were the things that y'all needed to draw out of those two games before the ACC play? I think just learning about what, what makes us better competitors and, and, and what doesn't um, from a preparation, from a, just a, a feel on the court, right? The energy that we're putting into each other, uh, our demeanor on the court, how we want to compete, uh, you know, how our opponents attacking us, what are some of our weaknesses that are being really exploited. Um, so those are all things that that we got to learn from those matches, you know, and I think that um, a lot of those times, like I think maybe the Marquette game was the only match that I really felt like we walked out of there and we're like, okay, this guy's just really outplayed us, you know, I think mm-hmm. the whole season. I think that every other match, we felt like we really were in it. We had our chances and we, you know, we just didn't really execute in, in some ways that, that we needed to. So I think that that, that was a little bit of how we just got ourselves back. You know, we were like, Hey, yeah, it didn't go the way that we wanted to, but we know we're this close and we know that we could have won that match, you know, had we executed in something. So I think that those type of matches kind of kept us coming back to the gym, looking forward to, you know, challenging ourselves again and putting ourselves out there um, and responding. And and this team did that. Every time we had a setback, the next day they were ready to work and they were ready to respond and to just, you know, put our face out there again to, mm. 
be punched and then figure it out if we're gonna, you know, what we needed to do. So um, I think that's what it takes. It takes courage to compete at this at this level. Um, and, and they did that. So I'm really proud of, of just the demeanor, uh, working ourselves out of those situations. You know? mm-hmm. And then shifting, I guess the next phase was the hype around the McCamish game with Pitt, um, uh-huh. which I found it cool that y'all only did not play in y'all's actual gyms this year at all between the two games, which yeah. speaks to how well the game's growing too. If y'all, if it works out like, okay, we just do a home and home, but a home and home sort of situation. Yeah. Um, do, have you seen any material impact just from that game alone outside the team this because like, i know obviously that would be something to do again next year if it's possible i mean the outline is still on the court right now like it's it's, it's visible <laughs> that it's doable but was there did the program have any material benefits as soon as that game happened i think so i think that we were we were able to to show that we could uh, just draw that type of um, crowd you know that type of support um I think that uh, it allows us to expose ourselves to a lot of our supporters that don't always get a chance to watch us play mm-hmm. uh, to provide the, the people attending the match. I, I think a higher, uh, more of a, a higher quality experience when it, when attending the match with, you know, just the seats and what's around it, the, the, the screen, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like it was just a, a higher level um, atmosphere to be able to, you know, provide to, to our supporters. So, I think all these things were very positive. Um, there were a lot of people that that talked about us, asked about us, wanted to figure out how they could help, uh, you know, and, and how they could help us keep growing and, and moving forward. And so we definitely, um, fundraising is a big thing for our program. There are a lot of things that we need to continue to do to keep our program competing at a high level. Um, and their support is very important. And I think that that McCamish match, we kind of, you know, we proved ourselves and, and everybody that we, you know, were worth investing on and, and that there's something really special uh, going on with our program. And hopefully, uh, you know, this will lead to, to bigger things for, for our student athletes. Did the players respond any differently? Was that, was there just like a, did you, did you sense any like higher sense of anticipation to have that shot to play in that, to play that particular game? Because yeah, there's only one time you're going to have the first game in McCamish. So yeah, there was history regardless going on. Yeah, no, I think they were excited. I think that, uh, you know, everybody was just curious to see what kind of crowd we were going to have and what was it going to look like. But it was awesome. I mean, we, there was no lack of energy that, you know, like we mm-hmm. really felt the energy. We felt the support behind us. Felt like it was a great volleyball match, um, you know, very well played, well compete, competed. You know, the teams really battled. Um so just all in all, uh, just a great experience, um, you know, for any anybody that's watching. And so that was really cool. And, and for our players, a pretty unique opportunity. Uh, they were excited to be a part of history and, and, you know, just be able to really take one more step um, towards the great things that, that they kept kept helping um, our program do, you know. So this is one more that, that you can add to, to their resume on, on the things that they've done for Georgia Tech Volleyball. Did you anticipate the swim team going down to just their swimsuits after the first set at all? <laughs> that was that was, that was uh, by know, far one of us. hoping they were. It's been a great tradition. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a great tradition. I think they're awesome. Um, we appreciate all the support and camaraderie, and and just being able to, you know, be out there for us and and not be afraid of doing what they need to do yeah. to kind of get that rolling. <laughs> so um, I think it's always fun. I think a, a lot of programs are 
are doing that and when you have that peer-to-peer support i know for our players it means a lot from their friends and mm-hmm. you know the people that they're kind of in the grind with day to day uh it's really cool to see that so we're definitely um appreciative of it and and, and just uh you know it's all it's all good fun um and and i think it's a uh, it, it enhanced the atmosphere and the experience so we're, yep. we're grateful for them I imagine there's you'd all want to do another game there next year. Is there a deal? No, if there's a way to do more than one, is that even something you're already in the works for? Is that just what's the status on something like that for 2020? Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, we definitely didn't walk out of there saying we're never going to do this again. So I think that everybody <laughs> felt like, hey, this was kind of cool. You yeah. know what? What can we do here? What are the next steps? And I think we'll take the time now that that Jay's on board and he's. Yeah you know, settled and, and kind of have a conversation there of, of what the vision is and we what do we see um, happening and how do we keep growing and getting better. Uh, and I'm sure Mike Hamish is going to play a part in that in those mm-hmm. conversations too. So we'll we'll see what happens. At least another one, I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to make it happen on an annual basis and who knows, mm-hmm. maybe more. So we'll see. Nice. I guess I, I didn't think about to ask about uh, Jay Bat being here now. Have you gotten a chance to talk to him at all, or just what? What have you? Do you have any first impressions of what? what yeah, no, what he's been be great, like? super supportive of myself and our program. Uh, we're excited. Uh, I know he had his hands full with a lot of things going on, and I think that he's, you know, settling in and, and putting a lot of really great pieces in place. Um, and we'll we'll get our chance to sit down and chat here in a couple of days. And we we did have a, a brief conversation and it was nice to see you know his vision his philosophy mm-hmm. uh, he wants to be as good as we want to be so it's it's fun to that those things align and get a small chance to get to know him but you know looking forward to, to just getting to know him a little bit more and, and having a little more one-on-ones with him and talking about our program and, and how we keep it moving forward yeah nice not so. I know we talked in the last media session we talked a lot about Pitt and Louisville but it, I don't know if you're a tennis fan at all but this feels a lot like when y'all are like Andy Murray, when Rafa Nadal and Federer were at the peak of their powers, and there was like you knew there was a top two, but Murray at some point could sneak through at some point. Uh-huh. It, it, statistically, it works out that way too in terms of all the offensive stats, defensive stats, Pitt and Louisville being up there, and then y'all. Right. Does it now that that story ends where Andy Murray wins Wimbledon at some point though? Um, yeah, there you go. And, and gets through oh, Novak. Man. How how do you have to for you in your head? What is what does this team have to do to get to the point where it truly feels like? There's a 50-50 shot. It's a coin flip whenever you play those two teams. Yeah, no, I think it was like that this year. Uh, I think we had, we definitely had our chances uh, on on both of those matches against those guys. But, um, you know, I think that they just kind of pulled through in, in some key moments in the match. And, and I think that, you know, you don't learn and you, you don't get there if you're not, you know, not putting yourself out there over and over. And I felt like we have done that the past years, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we're not – we have yet to crack – you know, we got pit one time and we have yet to crack against Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like we're getting closer and closer, you know, and that, that is something that we we talk about a lot as a team. And they're not the only teams. I mean, there's a lot of other yep. teams that are coming yep. up behind us and, and around us that, that are going to keep challenge those guys. And, and they are, they're definitely, um, I think now, a, you know, they lead, they, they're an example of what can be done at, at a high level here in the ACC. Uh, their coaches and, and their administrations have done a great job supporting the sport and, and giving the coaches, uh, you know, opportunities to grow and, and really be relevant on on a national stage. I think the lens, the landscaping general with the sport is changing. The SEC had a had a great year. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there are teams from a lot of different conferences in the, in the Sweet 16, you know, so the, those are all things that it's not one or two conferences dominant anymore. There's a lot of teams out there. The parody this year was really impressive. Yeah. Um, so it's just fun. It's a fun time for volleyball. It's a fun time for the sport, you know, and, and definitely the ACC is going to play a big part of that. And, and hopefully we continue to to stay relevant and, and, you know, get ourselves closer and closer to, to winning those matches. Yeah. In those tight ones, I mean, y'all didn't get to that many, I think, tight fifth set matches compared to the rest of the ACC in the country as a whole. But in the, in the, some of those games were, I think there was one, I forgot who it was, but got like an 11 point run. <laughs> and there was a couple other spots where y'all would be up a healthy amount or about to close out a set. And then especially the Louisville match in the pit, the second two versions of those are good examples of being right at the right at the tail close into the finish line, then not yeah. getting there. I to frame this, trying to frame this, frame this nicely. Do y'all think y'all had enough of a killer mentality to close out sets? Was that just for you, just like the coin flip just wasn't right that day, or is there yeah. another level of like, no, there's something here that we can do just in terms of demeanor and just ability to just say no, we're just going to finish this now. We don't care who we're playing to get those yeah no i mean points. i think that is something that we need to learn as a team that i think that those guys do a really good job at you know they really uh i think capitalize on their opportunities to put away matches um and i think we've had those chances and we we just got to execute you know they're, they're when you're at that level like the small detail can make a big difference and mm -hmm. and we try to emphasize that in our gym on a daily basis hey you're you know it's one but we train for one ball we talk about that all the time you know it's that's we're not training for when we're up 10 points and we're, we're training for that one ball that's going to make a difference and uh we we have had the opportunities in those matches to execute on those balls and we just haven't you know more often than not in those situations we end up on on the side of not executing when we yep. needed to um for whatever reason right so i think that we just gotta keep working and know that that what we're doing is is right we're we're putting we're giving ourselves those chances um and and, and they're going to happen you know right. and, and so i think that it, for whatever it was you know we got stuck in a tough rotation or you know it was maybe a player makes a mistake that they don't usually make but it mm -hmm. just kind of it didn't it didn't go our way um but one thing that we learn in sports is you you know you have to earn everything that's given to you and at this level. And so, um, you, you know, if we, if we don't execute, nobody's going to give it to you. So right. I, I think yep. it's, it doesn't matter how hard we worked and how much we we were deserving of it. Um, in the end, you know, they scored a point and we didn't. And that's that's kind of how it goes. And uh, But that doesn't take away all the other great things that we did, you know, yep, that we're going to sure. keep doing and just we'll get ourselves out there again and uh, we'll we'll go for it. Yeah, you said earlier. I was kind of surprised. You said the Marquette game felt like when y'all were like were actually outmatched in. Did, did, did that just feel like it was just flat for y'all, like in just terms of how y'all played, and did it, like really feel like there was just something there that just was not y'all weren't able to overcome in that three setter? Yeah, it just felt like it was a match where they really just they had a good control of the match. Um, they put a lot of pressure on our service seed, and, and I think that we just. Um, we didn't we just didn't push back at the level that that we needed to you know i think that first game was crucial uh we you know we had a good lead there we kind of uh, let that first match go and they them being a home and they gained some momentum and we just kind of um you know i think we played a little bit tentative um mm -hmm. and you know they just they they didn't let up i mean i think that they put a lot of pressure from the service 
flying at us and we you know they didn't make a lot of mistakes in that and um their setter is great and they just kind of you know they got in a good rhythm and it yep. was almost like an avalanche like we just couldn't stop it you know yep. it wasn't for for a lack of us not trying or, or anything like that but it was really a match where i just felt like they really just had a lot more control um of it than we did at, throughout the whole match you know so uh, really one match that, that walked away just like hey damn we yeah we got outplayed strong shoulder game yeah and, yeah and you know and that's okay that's okay that doesn't take away a lot of the i was just at peace with the work that we put in this season mm-hmm. with how much our players have invested and and worked hard for our program so it was just a match that as much as it sucked you walked out of that because we wanted to be playing this weekend yeah. um we were also really proud of the things that we did you know and and to be fair the, the better team won that day does Playing because the, the tournament provides the at least specifically in y'all's tournament provides the unique experience of playing a neutral site and a road game or a home game in a very quick succession. Does 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 that does it does that like change how you approach games at all? Does does the environment make a noticeable difference day to day from playing effectively a barely is anyone there against not right, right state game and then it's a full full spread home game on the same exact board <laughs> the next day. Um, does that does that stuff matter to you as, as players at all? Is that just part of it's just part of the drill? You just show up and play? No, I think it's part of it. I think that by that time of the year and and, and that late in the season, we've we've been in those situations. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we played at pack gyms that were against us and won matches, and we we played it away and we lost matches, and we played at home and won and played mm-hmm. at home and what you know. So, um. I don't, I don't think that there was a big difference on how we approached that match, you know, but obviously playing at home and, and having, you know, the support behind you makes a big difference in those types of, of scenarios. So, um, you know, it was, it was unfortunate that we couldn't really get that one match that got us to host. Uh, and we ended up being in that situation on the road, but, but it's also part of it. And if you want to win and compete at this level, you can't pick and choose, right? You got to show up and compete and it's, it's, it's survive in advance. And we knew that. And uh, I think we were prepared for it. You know, again, we practice, we put in the work, uh, but they, they play better than we did. Yeah. Um, I, so I was looking over some numbers earlier. It turns out y'all played the fewest points in the ACC total of any of the teams and the fewest sets along with Syracuse. I, this is, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this matters at all, but like, does the fact y'all had like over like hundreds of points fewer in game throughout the season does that add up to? Does that matter? Like, does that end up like mattering in terms of where y'all maybe could have gone? Like, would have in theory losing one more set to have the extra forty five fifty points? Just with that with that experience, maybe it would have added up later. Um, I don't know if that's also due to like yeah, no, I don't. Out, but... I don't think that that uh, you know the the main thing with RPI and kind of their measuring you know, thing is win and lose, right? They don't really take in consideration points or sets or things like that, which my opinion should, they should, but they don't. Um, and, and, and it ends up being a big, um, I think when the committee, you know, is looking at it, it ends up being a big uh, thing that they reference um, too. And just, uh, I think for us, what for Herdos was, you know, a little bit of that and um, just the top 25 one, we just, we, we BYU was, I think 26, RPI at the time maybe had them them being a little bit higher or um, you know we got in one of those close matches uh, yep. I think it would have been a different a different story yeah interesting all right enough about this year let's go to next year um, 
Do you know uh, of the of the people? So obviously, there's still a lot of COVID extra year in in the mix and whatnot. Of the fourth years, are are any of them returning? Are they outside of? Because I know Morissette and Bergman have definitely said they're out. Um, but are any of the fourth years that could get a go another year? Are they all coming? Right, any of them coming back? No, right now uh, we're all treating them as seniors. I mean, we're about to you know get some player meetings and kind of talk about the future and what does that look like for them. Um, but right now we're, you know, Tally was a grad transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paula and Paula have a cup and Aaron have some eligibility left. Um, so we're, you know, starting to have those conversations with them and see where they're at. And also, I mean, we, we recruit so far ahead that some scholarships are already, mm-hmm. uh, you know, committed and things like that. So we have to look into a whole picture. Um, and it's always a big part of this time now. Yeah. When yeah. so and losing between Bergman and Morissette, when you have holes that big that you have to fill, do you have a procedure that you or a structure that you that you follow in terms of how you want to fill those in, whether it's stat based, just eye test, how someone <clears throat> plays in a given role and how that'll mesh with your system well? Um, is, do you have, do you have an approach to that? Yeah, no. Our goal is to find the best player that that can come in in those positions. You know, um, those are all things that we you know they they leave a big void those are they're not easy to replace they they're we're not going to replace them with exactly what they did and who they are um but we just try to really you know how we keep upgrading every position how do we keep adding depth to what we have already and, and our younger kids coming up you know what kind of roles do we see them coming in and and um being able to fill so it's exciting. I mean, I think we got we got some good things lined up for the future that, you know, we can't talk about it too much yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's just uh, it's exciting. And we're going to, again, try to find the best player that we can for, you know, every time our goal is to, to just keep getting the level in the gym better and better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, I don't know if you've asked Bergman this, but at least in my head, I'm thinking, all right, Bergman's got a year left. If it, it, it seems worth at least ask, like, hey, is there a shot? Is do you would you ever ask that to her? Like, just be like, you know, you know, you got it. We have plenty okay. of times. Yeah, we 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 joke we joke around a lot, um, but no, but she's ready. She's ready for yeah. that next stage. Um, uh, you, you know, I think that she really. Uh, just she's ready you know i think that she's done her time she really worked really hard for us left Mm -hmm. it all you know here for us and and really put herself in a position to have some great opportunities out there um and and it's just her time you know she she can't really let some of that timing get too far away from her either Mm -hmm. you know so um so i think she's ready for that for that next um challenge and kind of that, that just next stage in her life uh, um, and and we're super proud of her and, and excited to see what what that looks like. Nice of the freshmen that are coming, are you able to say like what you're expecting from any of them or who you've got coming in? I've tried to look and I just haven't found anything, but I just didn't know. If yeah, no, right now I think for, publicly we have a Zoe who is a libero from Texas. Um, she's one that that has signed with us so far. Uh, we have other players that we're talking to, but. Um, you know, we're waiting on, on some things to kind of pin out so that we can probably talk about them. But uh, just exciting, exciting, an exciting class, an exciting group of kids. Uh, I think that they will help us stay uh, in contention to to be in one of the top teams in the ACC and to compete for championships and, and postseason. 
so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, Zoe is a is a libero from Dallas, played at TAV Bravo Club, and uh, just a fun a fun player to have and watch, and um, it's gonna add some good fire and and depth to that position. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is me just nerding out in terms of like the specifics of how a game is run when you're challenging when you're challenging a call a i really wish y'all had 4k cameras on those nets because the number of tip calls that would be clarified is basically all of them like those those million per frame (laughs) per second phantom cameras as soon as that reaches nca volleyball everything changes but when you i I guess a a number of them from what i observed i I couldn't see the ones at home because they don't show the screen or anything like that uh but at least on the road from the ones I seen, it seems like it was about 50, 50 ish of the ones that got overturned and not How, what do you go back and look at those just to like, see like, Hey, is there a way I could use? Cause it is a tool in the game, I guess. I do. Cause I want to be like, I know I was right. I know I was right. Yeah. You know, that's me. I'm like, I know they touched it. I know it was it. But a lot of the times they ref, the ref gets it right more, more often than not. But I'm yeah. like, there's no way, there's no way. But, but, um, it's just so fast, you know, it's just so yeah. fast that, um, you need a higher uh you need i think what what the thing is not e- the resolutions and like the frames per second yes yeah, the frame per second yeah yeah so you need you need that to be higher and we need to do better for the sport like we need to make sure that we get it's out there internationally you already have it like mm-hmm. challenges are like this so the technology is there um we just need everybody to invest in it being able to apply it to to the college game uh because it is the game is physical the game is fast uh, I, I wouldn't want to be in the ref shoes or the line judges shoes, you know, like mm-hmm. those things are hard to, to see and, and they're human. And so I think that technology is there for a reason. Uh, it's making the game better and, and hopefully, you know, that will continue to, to get better as we go. I mean, this is better than, than not having it. And I think that the rule has gotten better and the quality has gotten better over the years, uh, but we're still pretty far from where we need to be for sure. To wrap up, do you have like a three or four second sentence thing of what how you would describe the state of the program right now? Yeah, no, I, I think we're excited. You know, we're looking forward to the future. I think that we have been able to lay a solid foundation here. Uh, we have proven that we can develop players, win at a high level, compete at a high level. Um, and, and we hope that, you know, recruits keep coming and we, we keep able to get an opportunity to, to coach some great young women. Um, and have them help them develop and, and do some awesome things and, uh, you know, win some matches and get the crowd back, keep back in O'Keefe and who knows, McCamish, I don't know where we're, we're going to be going, but uh, it's just exciting. Uh, it's an exciting time. It's always fun. Uh, transitions are never easy. You know, we, we uh, I know you said four words. That's way more than four words. But, uh, <laughs> you get, you get. <laughs> transitions are never easy. Uh, you know, we lose some great people that have done a lot for our program and that there there will be irreplaceable uh but we're going to keep working hard to sustain um the legacy that that they have built here and uh you know just looking forward to to getting to getting back to work awesome thanks a bunch cool no problem